Such a luxury. New setup. I know. We do have a new setup. We've got some uh, foam paneling. We got boom arms. And we got shock mounts now. Drunk me did the whole ordering thing. Oh no. You know, like when I bought the HDMI cable oh, yeah. from the, the long as fuck <laughs> HDMI cable that you just typed into Amazon? <laughs> yes. So it was a lot like that when I decided to order it. Okay. But I uh, mean, sometimes that's the best time. Yeah. And then so the next day, the funniest thing is so I order it and I'm like, we're going to be awesome podcasters, Brendan. And he's like, I thought you said you canceled that order because you regretted your decision shortly after ordering it. (laughs) I checked Amazon and no, I did not cancel the order. So these came in and I put them up. I mean, it's pretty cool. I feel like professional. So professional. I took a uh, picture of like kind of the mics in like this angle when you weren't in the room. Oh, yeah. Posted on Instagram. Yeah. So people, the people of the world can know. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've recorded. Yes. There's a lot of behind the scenes that no one knows. But by the way, this is the Marble Forest podcast because I didn't Oh yeah. introduce us. This is the Marble Forest podcast and I'm Amber. And I'm Jesse. And welcome. To the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have not been able to record for a while. A bunch of behind the scenes stuff. We've been putting out episodes that we've recorded previously because we got really gung-ho when we first decided to do this and recorded a bunch of episodes. We had maybe at least seven episodes recorded before we even launched our podcast. Oh, we did. We had like seven of them. So so we had a bit of a backlog. Yeah. So there was a lot of, oh, we have to edit this out because we're talking real far in the past. Yeah. we were. There was an episode about Easter and we talked about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's fine. No, I mean, it helped in this scenario where we had some time where we couldn't record. Yeah. No, it was nice because, like, I I took over editing. And so that was, uh, I had to figure out what the fuck I was doing. Yes. Devin is still there. Devin is here. Not here. physically today because she's on vacation. Anytime you leave your house, it's a vacation, right? (laughs) I'm going to work. It's not a vacation. No, that doesn't count. So home and work. Are the only things that are not vacations. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Words to live by. Yeah. Gotta go to the grocery store. It's a vacation. Yeah. And so some of you will probably realize how far behind we are when this episode comes out at this current moment in time, because I just got back from vacation. You did just get back from vacation. I want to know about it. Like, I saw your pictures. Yes. I took a ton of pictures. Yeah. So pretty much we live in Michigan and... The whole pure Michigan, you know. Hashtag pure Michigan. Hashtag pure Michigan. And so pretty much what Michiganders do is we go up north. Yeah, that is, it's gorgeous up there though. It really is. So we, Brennan and I went up there by ourselves and we stayed just in the upper peninsula on the lake and we had the view of the bridge. Did you guys do camping? Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I bought the campsite months in advance. I remember you getting the campsite. Yes. So I bought it months in advance and it was, it's, it was on the lake, like Ooh. on Lake Huron, on the Straits of Mackinac. That's nice. Yeah. 
And like, so pretty much sitting in my camp chair, I could look out to the Mackinac Bridge and it was awesome. Even when we were having a bonfire, I was just facing out to the Mackinac Bridge because it was just so pretty. That's awesome. That sounds really nice. Yeah. And then we went to Mackinac for a day. We were there a pretty long time and it was hot. Oh yeah. It's been hot recently. Yeah. And then we came, we toured through the UP a little bit and then we came we fed deer and bears. I saw that you went into the, the deer farm again, and I was like, I recognize that. Of course, I can't go into the UP without going to the deer ranch was it now. A diff- was it the other bear? Yeah, the one that we wanted to go to, but was too far. Yeah. Yes. Was it cool? Was yes. it worth it? It was pretty much the deer ranch, but with bears. Oh, that's awesome. I want to go there. Yeah, and you throw apples over the fence for them. Aww. Like, you can't actually touch them because right. they're bears. They're bears. <laughs> And then the bear that I threw an apple to caught it, and I was so excited. They're like lazy dogs. Yeah. They, there are some that might be way too fat. <laughs> Overweight bears. Overweight. And then you could also pay money and take a picture and pet a, a cub. Aww. Did you do it? I did not, um, because when we were there, the trainers were on break. Okay. And then the line of people just waiting for the trainers to come back. And then I'm like, also, these bears look way too playful. I'm going to lose a finger. Right. You know? So. And then after that, we went to Traverse City. And one of our, actually, our very first recording ever, you talked about the Traverse City State Hospital. And so while I was there, I was just like, have to take a tour. I I was so excited to see that you went there. Yeah. Because so what? Our listeners don't know is our first ever episode we recorded. I did Trevor City State Hospital yeah. as my story, and um, we should put that up after yeah. this episode. Yeah, after this episode, like wait and see, and the next episode after this one will be that episode. It'll be our pure Michigan livestock commercial or episode. Episode. I was yeah. gonna say commercial. Com- it's it's kind of a pure Michigan commercial. Yes. So we went and we took a tour. Of the Traverse City State Hospital. And so pretty much the entire grounds of the hospital, they're preserving it. And so by preserving it, they're not just doing it as tours. Right. Like in the basement storage level of the ho- the main hospital now, it's a bunch of shops. You know, like the, the first floor is like a bunch of offices. And then the second and third floor are condos. I, like, remember when I was reading my story and I was like, people live there? Right. And I was right. so confused And I'm so by that. confused by that. But, I mean, cool. Yeah. And then there's, um like, little microbrewery where they do wine and ciders. Yeah. And so Brennan and I did a tasting at their little brewery thing there. The ghost wine. The ghost wine. Yes. And, uh, and then we took a tour. And so we went into one of the unrenovated buildings. Like, they're pretty much working their way through the entire complex, renovating all the buildings. And so pretty much we went into the male cottages. Yeah. So it's, like, where they kept, the, like, the really difficult males. And then it was separated by uh, even and odd numbers. Odds would be females. Uh, even would be males. And so we went into there, and it was, like, their housing plus the cafeteria and I, I wandered around way too much away from the group. And then we went down into the tunnels. Oh, those tunnels. The tunnels are really cool. The picture 
you put on Facebook was so awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, so we weren't actually in what they refer to as the people tunnel. We were in the tunnel that like the steam pipes ran into and it was too hot. So no patients or nurses or doctors were ever in that tunnel. You know, it was just a way to transport the steam. But okay. So like, I don't think I was technically any in the tour. I don't think I was technically anywhere that was haunted. Probably not. Yeah. But that's so cool. Yeah. So I do have a gift for you. Oh, I'm so from excited. From the hospital. Oh, no. Oh, no. You brought me back a ghost. <laughs> so. Whoop. Well, that was a clink. Yep. So I got you a stemless wine glass that says beauty is therapy on it and the doctor and the hospital. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yes. I also, well, I got you that and then Brendan got me one. That's so cool. Because it's exactly like I literally told you this quote on that episode. Yes. We have to post that episode after this. And then ghost wine. Oh my God. It's Asylum Red. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. So... I've, I'm going to take a picture of this and post it onto our Instagram. Like, I want to put our cups next to the bottle. Yes. So, pretty much, this is just, uh, this isn't the wine at the, where they make the wine yeah. kind of place. Uh, this is just the wine that you can buy at, like, one of the gift shops. But I wanted it mostly because it has a picture of That's the building so on it. cool. Yeah. So, it has a picture of the building on it. It's just a normal red table wine that you have with dinner. Yeah. So... You want to crack this bitch open? Yeah, let's do it. Like, let me take a picture of this and the cup first. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. So we literally talked about it on that episode, wanting to get ghost wine. Yes. And-, and so when I saw the wine bottles and I saw the wine glasses, I was just like, I know this isn't the wine that they make on site, you know? Right. But it has, like, the hospital on the picture. You know, they're selling it with these wine glasses. I'm like, I have to do it. I have to do it for Amber. I love it. I'm so excited about it. I don't show excitement well. It's just something that drives Jason crazy. But I really am super excited about it. It's so cool. I'm actually texting Devin right now. Yeah. Because she was there for that episode and everything. Yeah. So we will definitely post our Pure Michigan episode next week. Yeah, let's do it. Because I think that one is worth it was a fun episode. It was, it was our very, very first recording. Yes. So, so keep in mind, it was our very first recording, people. I'm pumped. So uh, you, that was that most of everything you did on your vacation? Yeah. So you said you have a lot to talk to me about. Uh, I mean, I've just mostly been working. I have other things that like, what did I do? Oh, I went to a Kesha concert. Oh, yeah. That was fun. The Kesha and Macklemore concert? It was so much fun. I actually took a picture of what she was wearing when she first came out, and Macklemore had a whole uh, Willy Wonka outfit, which was great, and he put golden tickets under the seats so like two people could go on stage. And then um, Kesha came out, and she was wearing this headdress and like holographic outfit that made her look like an alien queen and her whole set was like a spaceship and it was so cool that is so there's like the set oh yeah that's awesome so that was really fun i went with caitlin and we just had a really good time and it was just the two of us it was i had a blast just the two of us um and then i went to a convention with Brittany and devin yeah just like a little tiny convention i think we briefly told you we I wasn't invited. 
you no one was really invited because we found out about it and we're like we don't want to invite a bunch of people and then have this convention suck and everyone be mad we wasted their money i wouldn't have been mad it was actually really fun it was really small yeah and but they had a lot of really interesting panels they had a lot of really cool guests and then um the dealer room and the artist alley room like tiny but it was good quality stuff like it was really cool yeah but it was really cool i had a lot of fun well, that's great. Yeah. I've been working a lot of hours, so I've just been trying to fit in as much as I can in between because when I work so much, I always feel like I'm kind of just just working and not doing anything for myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you got anything else? I don't know if I really have much else, like, right now. All right. Do you know where the podcast coin went? I just saw it on the table. Okay. Um, but I have one in my wallet, too. Like, I have... Is it underneath your laptop? It could be. I have the backup in my wallet. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep, I found it. All right. So, are we ready to do stories? We're ready. All right. All right, split. But do you want me to do it again? I mean, that was a pathetic flip. I didn't want it to time. go into the wine. That's... That's... <laughs> cocked. Do it again. <laughs> All right. Jesse. It is my turn. Okay. I have not picked a story yet. Ooh. So. Spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Whichever one is the latest one on my Google Doc is what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wrote these stories like a month ago? Question mark. And so, yeah. These cups are so cool. All right. I'm just going to do the haunting. The haunting. So I am doing the Lodge Hotel in Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Okay. I have not read through this in over a year, so I apologize if it doesn't, if I can't read. Uh, it's fine. I'm excited. I don't know what it is. I don't know this one. I've never heard of it. Okay. I do a lot of, I've never heard it and it's not super great, but like, I still want to tell people I look it. up a lot of lists when I'm looking for this podcast that are like, haunted locations, haunted locations here. So I read a lot of lists to like see and I like remember a bunch of them. Yeah. But I've never heard of this one. Yeah. So, it was, the hotel was constructed in 1899 near the Sacramento Mountain Railway for the railroad's search for timber tiles. Timber tiles? So, pretty much, they cleared a forest. A forest. How dare they? <laughs> this was back in the day. I'm sure it's fine. But now, it's not fine. No, don't clear any forest. Leave all the trees alone. Yes. And so, pretty much, they're like, well, look at all this open land. Why don't we build a hotel? And so the resort was an immediate success as a mountain retreat for thousands of overheated Texans. And then... Are you laughing at your own Yes. (laughs) It says, remember, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arizona were not states at the time. So it was pretty much... I think it was still Texas. I think it was just part of Texas. Oh. But it's now New Mexico. Okay. I didn't know that, actually. Neither did I. Apparently I did because I wrote it on my notes. And you wrote remember. Yep, I wrote remember. The initial building was a pavilion that has now been converted into the pavilion bed and breakfast at the lodge. It has a reception area and ballrooms. In 1908, the resort's owner was another railroad owner for the El Paso and Southwestern Railroad System. Advertised the hotel and all it had to offer. It was... Available for weekend rates of $3. Wow. Or eighty three oh nine. I was waiting for the conversion. (laughs) 
for a round trip on just the railroad to the hotel. Okay. Yep. So $3 just a train ride. So $83 for just a train ride round trip. Was that the right conversion? 83 or was it 86? 83. Oh, okay. I was right. Yes. And then the lodge was advertised for twelve fifty up to twelve fifty per week. Per week. I don't know if this was like a night per week or just like it's twelve fifty a week. Like you get to stay a week? Yeah. No, I wrote for a week. Uh, sorry, I didn't finish reading the paragraph. But today would be three hundred and forty six dollars and twenty cents. For a week of stay? For a week. <laughs> That's a great deal. I know, right? <laughs> so cause when Brennan and I were in Mackinac we were, like, looking into maybe staying at the Grand Hotel, which is, like... Expensive. Yes. On June 13th, 1909, a fire destroyed the lodge. And it was rebuilt, reopened, and it slightly moved to a more scenic site by 1911. Okay. Yeah. Slightly moved. Slightly moved. to a, It was more scenic now. Oh. Maybe I mean... overlooking some mountains or some shit. Some mountains, oh, maybe. There's probably not, like, is New Mexico on the ocean? No. No. <laughs> There's definitely a landlocked state. Okay, so, you know, maybe there's a nice view of a prairie with some cows graving. Graving? Grazing. They're dying. <laughs> the cows are dying. The cows are dying. <laughs> All right. So, over the history of the lodge, thousands of Southwestern families have called the lodge and Cloudcroft their home. The Lodge has entertained and hosted hundreds of politicians, artists, entertainers, business leaders, and U.S. US and Mexican government officials, even military leaders, scientists, astronauts, and many more. So pretty much everyone's fucking been here, and I've never heard it before. I've never heard of it either. It sounds like it's popular. Yeah. And then, plus, every year, or every, not every year... Every New Mexico governor since 1901 has stayed in the room known as the governor's suite. Wow. Yes. Is it still open? Yes. Are they still staying there? I probably. I would assume so. It's like tradition now. Yeah. You like, I feel like you have to. You're going to get bad juju if you don't stay there. Yeah. What are you, that shit governor that doesn't stay there? Yeah, people won't like you if you break that tradition. So a little bit about the lodge and like how it looks in general. The Lodge is a three-story Victorian-style building located within the Sacramento Mountains. Uh, It has stained glass windows, a lookout tower, and a pond with a waterfall within view. Ooh. I know. Fancy. I want to see. I'm going to Google. What was it? The Cloud Hotel? The the Lodge. The the Lodge Hotel? Yes. Where am I? Uh, Cloudcroft, New Mexico? Yeah, that's where I am. Okay. I knew Cloud was in there somewhere. So, people enjoy skiing and the golf courses while they stay at the lodge. Inside, you are greeted by a taxidermy bear in their two-story lobby with leather armchairs, and they just like to give you the rustic feel. Ooh, it's pretty. I know. I like it. Each room gives you a French country look with antique furniture, matching bed, and drapery fabrics. What is French country look? Is it like... Uh, Beauty you and the always... Beast. Sure. Is it like Gaston's uh, antlers and all of my decorating? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I'm going to say yes. 100% yes. 100% yes. It's yeah. just antlers everywhere. A- antlers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to know they what They feed you raw are. eggs for breakfast. Ew. <laughs> do you want to be as large as a barge? I do. Okay. Yeah. 
so I guess I'm eating raw eggs. Yep. <laughs> I do always want to know what the style is because it seems like such a like specific. Yeah. Like some of them are so specific. Yeah. Definitely. This is definitely a Beauty and the Beast one though. Yeah, definitely. You just close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Don't if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But drive with close your eyes when you can. Pull over, close your eyes. <laughs> and picture the inside of the tavern for in Beauty and the Beast or any part of Beauty and the Beast, and that's what this hotel is. And then Gaston just standing there with a musket in hand. And a bunch of eggs. So many eggs. And antlers. And so many antlers. <laughs> There is an outdoor dining patio that overlooks the inn swimming pool and gardens. Ooh. I know. So fancy. You can watch people swim while you eat. The patio is even named after the lodge's resident ghost. Ooh, really? Rebecca. Rebecca? Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny, but. Well, because like, it's just like a normal person name. It's nothing, anything creepy. It's just, yeah, it's Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, yeah all right tell me more okay tell me more you can find um pictures mm-hmm. and stained glass windows in her likeliness throughout the hotel and the lodge has um a western saloon type bar in the basement known as the red dog saloon where they have live entertainment oh that's cool yeah i mean i assume you're gonna tell me like who she was y- yeah we're getting to that okay but i was gonna say like is she like rel- like she's important person there or i think she's like one of the only ghosts okay there, there's not much that goes on here but Just like rebecca. she has a story Ooh, i want to know her story yeah i want to know everything about rebecca i might not know everything about rebecca but i know some okay i'll take some okay and then i'll make up the rest okay <laughs> that's perfect so there's known uh two ga- gaunts i thought you said two goths <laughs> Yes, there's two goths that haunt the hotel. <laughs> They're very gloomy. They, they listen to around. My Chemical Romance on repeat. Dude, though, seriously, I was listening to some old school MCR on my drive here, <laughs> blasting it. I haven't done that in such a long time. It was fun. I, like, feel them in my soul sometimes. It was fun. I was having a blast, and people were probably staring at me, but what are you going to do? It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so there's two ghosts. That haunt the lodge. I almost said it wrong again. Uh, Rebecca, is, she is a playful, mischievous spirit and her lumberjack boyfriend. Oh, yes. He makes his presence occasionally known. This is all I want. Keep going. Tell me about their romance. <laughs> she was a beautiful chambermaid that worked at the lodge in the 1920s and 30s. She lived in one of the uh, employee rooms located in the basement right behind the downstairs bathroom. Uh, it is known that she uh, moonlighted as a sex worker. Ugh, Rebecca. Yeah. Gotta make that money. She does. Like, being a housekeeper is not good enough to keep to feed her lumberjack of a boyfriend. He probably eats a lot, too. He- so many eggs. I was gonna say so many pancakes, <laughs> but I like where you're going with this better. <laughs> it's really just guessed on. Yeah. And so one night, uh, she was caught by her lumberjack boyfriend in the bed with another man. <gasps> I know, gasp. It's like we didn't know this was co- probably coming. Does he kill her? Well. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting. Well, uh, so yeah, he was filled with so much rage, uh, he murdered her <sighs> in cold blood with his lumberjack hands. 
with his lumberjack hands. Is that how it reads in the, no, in the I'm articles? Just, I'm just adding a little bit of spice just to it. Just some flavor. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm a little sick and I got a head cold, so it's fine. <laughs> her apparition began to appear very shortly after her death. Uh, many have felt a strange, energetic, but friendly presence, and she is accepted as just part of the inn. She's just there. Yep, she's just there. She is described as a beautiful red-headed with blue eyes wearing a floor-length nightgown. Oh. Yeah. It's not proper to wear your nightie all the time. Well, when you die in it, I, I guess mean, that's you have true. to. Yeah, you do. Because she was in Can bed. ghosts change their clothes? I would hope so. Like, can they be like, eh, I don't really want to wear my nightie. I want to wear my really gorgeous ball gown. I'm just going to imagine it on myself. I feel like that would work, right? Maybe. Let's hope so. We'd have to become ghosts to find out. Maybe, like, but, like, I feel like since ghosts are always, like, in white, I feel like when you die, you're just given an outfit that's white. <laughs> you're just, you die, and you're just, like, whoever, the Grim Reaper, whoever is, like, here is your white nighty. Here's your complimentary <laughs> ghost outfit. You must wear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Well, they do, like, a lot of people do notice ghosts in more, like, Victorian-style clothing or old-style clothes or white gowns or like i'd never heard of a ghost being seen in you know some sneakers and you know baggy jeans (laughs) i'm trying to go for the goth like band shirt the 90s teenager yeah i've never seen like some bell bottoms and a really gross t-shirt yeah with like the chains on it yeah the chains that hold your wallet yeah because like what if your wallet falls out of your pocket what if it does like you won't have a wallet. Someone will steal your identity. How do people have wallets nowadays that don't lose them? They put them in purses, but... Or or in pockets. They still put them in... Men oh, put men them in pockets. Them in po- All those men losing their wallets. I know. We really had it right back then with the chains. I... All right. Where were we? Back at it. Back at it. Somewhere in my notes. So, yes, she wears a nightgown. Uh, in late one evening, a guest was dozing off when he heard uh, a scraping sound coming from the hallway. He cracked open the door and saw Rebecca busy rearranging the flowers that were sitting in the vase on an antique chest. Uh-huh. Yeah. She just wanted them to look better. Yeah. She didn't like how the lady who put them there arranged them. Yeah. They don't do it like they did back in my day. Back in my day, we arranged flowers much neater. And much better. We didn't just throw them in there and walk away. Gosh, so lazy. <laughs> so in room 104, a woman was sleeping in bed with her husband when she woke up because she was too hot. She was laying on her side and when she felt a gentle but cold hand touch her shoulder. And a man's voice started singing, won't you be my true love in her ear. Oh. Uh, she froze. Uh, Because, like all you would. I would literally cry. Would you? I would start crying. I would freeze, and then I'd start crying. (laughs) (laughs) And when she finally, like, worked up the nerve to turn around, there was a cool whooshing moment. Movement. Moment movement? Moment of movement. That's better. There we go. But no one was there. Did she see, like, a rush of plaid? Go by. <laughs> Red plaid. Yeah. And like maybe the corner of an axe. Probably. Some pa- smell pancakes. Yeah. He was just trying to woo his girl, but like his girl's not there because he murdered her. Yeah. 
I mean, he did it. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. And so, as any woman would do, she tried to wake her husband up. Oh, yeah. But he didn't hear shit. So, another story is, a male guest was trying to relax and take a bath. Who? What kind of... Never mind. I'm not going to judge you, male guest. Do you think he was using a lush bath bomb? I fucking hope so. Like, what scent do you think he was using? The Twilight one that's, like, really nice and for bedtime? No. And relaxing? Snow White. Snow White. Ooh, that one's good. Yeah, it is so good. It's only, like, seasonal, so he was extra special bath time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always get the Christmas ones anyways. Oh, the Christmas ones are great. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was taking a bath when he was walking into the bathroom to find a vaporous woman already laying in the tub. Was he like, bonus? (laughs) (laughs) I guess he could be. He'd be like, oh. Bath tub and a show. Did he offer her a bath bomb? I don't know. Maybe the bath bomb was already in there and she was just enjoying it. Maybe. Maybe she put the bath bomb in there because she was like, I want to do. I want to see the colors. Yeah. Look at this cool blue color. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. So cool. Look at this glitter. It's so glittery. <laughs> literally every time I have a bath bomb and it has glitter in it, I'm like, look at the glitter. And no one's there with me. It's just me. <laughs> and Paco. <laughs> and Paco. He does look in the bathtub sometimes and like act like he wants to know what it is, but he's also terrified. <laughs> Yeah, with his short little legs. They're so stubby. Yeah. You should also post a picture of Paco. I should. Have I talked about, I've briefly talked about, but have I told everyone he's a munchkin cat? No, we just talk about his legs like we're, like we're weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's a munchkin cat, so he's very short. It's not weird. sausage-like. He is. He has he's like a wiener dog, but a cat. He has his own Instagram. It's the.sausage.cat if you want to check him out. Oh yeah, you should follow him on Instagram. I just plugged my cat's Instagram on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to that story. There was a sexy woman laying in the tub. Mm. And apparently that was it. Uh, That's it? That's all the story. Did he still take the bath? Don't. I don't know. Or did he like run out? I'm assuming he took the bath. So on a separate occasion, a male guest woke up in the middle of the night. To see his watch on a nightstand float straight up in the air and gently set back down on top of the dresser. Why? Just a ghost check in time. Like, but it went from the nightstand to the dresser? Or did it go, like, from the nightstand back to the nightstand? Because the way I- it's worded, it sounds like it floats across the room. Uh, I'm going to go with the nightstand to the nightstand because, like, it was just checking time. Just wanted to know. Is it is it time to go to sleep yet? Nope, I'm a ghost. Yep. Uh, there is a group of regulars who visit the hotel. Uh, and uh, three women always request to stay uh, in the same room at the lodge because Becky will come visit them while they are there. They refer to... They're, like, that close. They're close with her. Because they're like, oh my gosh, Becky. Look at her butt. <laughs> <laughs> it is so big. I like that they're friends with her. Like, yeah. she seems like she's a fun ghost. Yeah. She like, just, like, I'd stay there so far unless there's something scarier. No, there's nothing really scary. We're okay, just, well, then I'd stay it's, there. It's, it's, it's a chill haunt. Yeah, it's a chill haunt. Yeah. like But, like, we gotta hang out with Becky. I guess I wrote in my notes. I guess they were good enough friends for nicknames. <laughs> they obviously were. They were on familiar terms with her. So, uh, a strange one. A strange story. Is on Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve, 
a man come dressed in a tuxedo will order himself two dinners and sit by himself at a two-person table. Oh, that's weird. According to patrons at the restaurant, he ate his dinner and talked to someone who wasn't there physically. Oh, that's weird. By the end of the meal, both plates and wine glasses are empty. Oh, that's even weirder. Yes. And no one's seeing him eat from the other plate? No. So this is like that one episode where the food just vanishes into the unknown, right? Yeah. Weird. Right? Is it, I, I don't is know. it Rebecca? It's probably Becca. Is it Becky? Becky. Becca. Do you think he's on that good of terms with her? Be like... He takes her on a date once a year. Or, hear me out, he's just looking for a good time with Becky. I mean, it could be. But I feel like he's buying a nice dinner, he bought her some wine, he wants to impress Becky. He does want to impress Becky. He really is into Becky. Yeah, definitely. He's into her. Yeah. At At the Red Dog Saloon... Uh, it is Rebecca's favorite place. The saloon was built in the space that used to be the shower area for inn employees, and Rebecca has been known to turn the lights on and off. Workers cleaning at clothes have seen her dancing on a dance floor. Oh. Yeah. Just... Just boogieing. Just boogieing around. Getting down. Yeah. Do you think she's like... She's just a free spirit. She sounds really cool. Yeah. In her nightgown. Yep. She's getting down in her nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender has often seen her reflection in the bar mirror, but when someone turns to look fully at her, she disappears. She's a little shy. Maybe just a little. Just a little. Like, she's yeah. she's a free spirit and she's fun-loving, but, like, she's a little shy because she's in her nightie all the time. I know. She's like, gosh, I can't change out of this. This was my ghost outfit? <laughs> like, god damn it. Like, can't I just wear, like, a cute, sexy dress? But no, I had to have this permanent nighty, old school nighty. Yeah, I look like a gar- a white garbage bag. <laughs> she has been known to help herself to alcoholic drinks. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> you as a ghost. Me as a ghost. Without paying for them. Oh, I and might then put a tip down. Leaving an unexplained tab. Oh. So like, if you're a bartender there and you're like serving this one bitch, I'm like, don't you know that that's Becky? Like, I feel like I'm on good terms with Rebecca right now, so yeah. I'm going to call her Becky. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like, I feel if you if you work there, you know what she looks like. Yeah. Like, you don't just keep serving drinks to some girl in a nightie at the bar. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even question that she's, she's in this nightie. They think that she's just, like, a high fashion model. Oh, oh yeah? Look. So high fashion. So high fashion. All right. During the Prohibition era, the saloon was used to be for gambling. Mm -hmm. And one evening while the bartender was cleaning up, he found a 1930s poker era chip sitting in the middle of the floor, which he had just cleaned minutes before. Oh, weird. Yeah. I think... think, It's kind of cool, though. Yeah, I think Becky's just messing with him now. Oh, yeah. She's so fun-loving. I know. She's just like, well, I gotta live my best life. As a ghost. As a ghost. In my nightie. Yep. Just living the dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's always comfortable, first of all. That'd be so great. <laughs> it would suck if your ghost outfit was like a like tuxedo. Or a corset. Yeah. Could you imagine? You, okay. But would you feel the pain of a corset? Once you're dead? Probably not, but you might feel but like... But maybe you look damn fine. You probably look damn fine, but you probably also, like, 
feel slightly uncomfortable and you never know why. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So one night, a bartender went to use the bathroom. When she went into the bathroom, the lights weren't turned on, but still decided to use it anyways. Okay. Yep. When she was done, she realized there was no toilet paper. Unfortunate life, right? That sucks. So speaking out loud, she's like, oh, shit. And then a ghostly hand appeared under the doorway with a roll of toilet paper, trying to be helpful in a humorous way. Uh, she finished her business, but she was still fucking terrified and ran upstairs with her pants half on. Oh my god, that's so terrifying. Okay, but, but if, if she's it, just being helpful. She is being helpful, but if a ghost hands you toilet paper, do you still wipe? I mean, I feel like you have to. You know that Japanese, um, legend or whatever it is about the, the toilet paper, right? No. Ooh, we'll get into that one day. Okay. So, Rebecca always likes to mess with the employees of the hotel, and a new employee who had been living in the upstairs was getting ready to come down for work. When she saw in the mirror, the toilet handle move by itself and flush the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca likes toilets, too. Yeah, no, Becky, like, just has a good time with people. She just, she wants you to know she's there. Yeah. So, while serving a couple who expressed skepticism about Rebecca... A wine glass suddenly shattered while sitting on the table. They probably blame the server, <laughs> is what I said. I mean, probably. Yeah. I'm like, um, you just fucking shattered this wine glass? <laughs> they you weren't t- even anywhere around. It's just the two of them. But when they left, the lights blinked twice just to try to reassure them of her existence. <laughs> I like her. I do too, right? That's why I chose this story, because I'm like, I I know it's, like, really only one ghost. Yeah. You know, but she has a great time. She just wants to have fun and enjoy life. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy death. Yeah. She's not alive. So, in the governor's suite, which is room 101, seems to be Rebecca's favorite place to play pranks on people. So, do you think when the governors stay there, it's kind of like a hazing ritual? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you haven't stayed here before, so I'm going to fuck with you? Yeah, like, she yeah. just plays pranks on them. That'd be awesome. Because she's like, you're the new governor, gotta get you ready for your position, here's a prank. <laughs> what does she, does she like, like... Just throws things at people? She puts plastic wrap over the toilet. She like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're thinking, like, frat pranks. Yeah, like, she does those type oh, of okay. pranks. Yeah. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> so, in the... So, it's her favorite place to hang out. Uh, despite never having... A phone system, like when she was alive, the desk will get a call from room 101 with no one on the other end. She just wants to make a call. Yeah, she figured it out. She did. She's smart. She is smart. The desk clerks wait patiently for Rebecca to make any comments, but hasn't so far. Okay. So does, like, Rebecca just, like, sit there silently and then hang up? She thinks she's talking. She's, like, holding the phone and, like, twirling the phone cord on her finger. Like, Like, this is what I saw in the movies on the TV that the people watch. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's what she does. She's, like, she's just listening patiently to their concerns. Do you think anyone tells her their problems? I would. She seems like she'd care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The light in front of room 101 will turn on and off as if there's, like, a motion sensor on it. So, like, only when people walk by it will it turn on and then it'll turn off. Housekeepers would make the bed, but when they come back, they'd find an indentation of a person who had sat or laid on top of the bed. Rebecca also likes to steal shoes and move them to different rooms. (laughs) 
That could uh, cause some issues. Yes. So a room that you don't have access to and have to call the staff. So literally you have these pairs, you have a pair of shoes and she fucking takes them and moves them to like two doors down and that's not your room. And so like, and then the other person's like, where the fuck did these shoes come from? They could think that the person they're with is having an affair or something. On vacation? You could have an affair on vacation. I guess so. I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of people have affairs. On vacation with their significant other? (laughs) That'd be so unfortunate. That would suck. Yeah. And so, pretty much they have to call the staff and tell them, hey, I think someone stole my shoes. I bet it was that dumbass housekeeper. (laughs) Is that really what you wrote? Yes. Did you write it or was it like in something? No, I, I wrote it. Uh... And then you have to find them and go on a fucking scavenger hunt. I mean, that could be fun. She's just trying to, like, let you live a little. Yeah. Scavenger hunts are fun. So, in 1982, Mr. Sanders was an owner of the lodge. They had kept their spare clothes in an empty storage room. One night, they unlocked the room to get their clothes. I'm like, why are you keeping your clothes in a a completely other room that's locked? That's weird. But they noticed a glowing light moving in the back of the room. When he got to the back of the room, their trunks had been moved and the once sealed interior door was now wide open, which led to the room where the light had been shining from. Following the light into an old bathroom, the faucet suddenly started to pour out water at full blast. (laughs) After turning off the water, he inspected the area and found no broken windows and nothing missing. It is believed that Rebecca was welcoming him to the inn. She's just like, here I am. Yep. Welcome to my playground. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so lastly, the uh, there are new offices that have been built in the basement. And late at night, employees have to announce their presence to Rebecca or they'll hear weird noises such as doors opening and shutting. Also, Rebecca has known to turn on the copy machine. Oh my god. On occasion, when the door is locked and there is no other human near the machine. Does she just copy pictures of her butt, but you can't see it because it's a ghost? Probably. I think that's what she does. She's fun. Yeah. So, but that's pretty much Rebecca. She sounds fun. At the lodge in Cloudcroft, New Mexico. I I could I could stay there. Yeah. She doesn't seem terrifying. Yeah, but like you still might be scared. I might, I'll probably still be scared if anything weird happens, but like she's not as like demonic. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she's not as scary, right? No, she's not as scary. She seems cool. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. It's a fun story. Exactly. That's why I chose it. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. We didn't jive into it. We didn't jive into it. I guess we'll jive into your next story, right? Yeah, we can jive on into my story. Are you ready? Yeah. So, you've probably heard of this, and you might know some about it. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. This is one of the oldest mysteries in America. Okay. So, I'm doing the Roanoke Colony. (gasps) There is an entire... There isn't an entire American horror story season about this. And I fucking love how they shot the American horror story season. Yeah. Because they shot it like one of those like paranormal witness episodes. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. So like I got really into the story when I was like 
looking into it. And I got um some more history that I didn't really know the history. So I knew like the event. Yeah. The main event. Yeah. But I didn't know the history. And I thought it was still interesting. Yeah. So between 1584 and 1587, three different expeditions set off to try and colonize an island just off the coast of the Northern Carolina. These expeditions have happened before the colonists arrived in Jamestown. Yeah. So Roanoke Island was home to the first English colonists. Yep. Which I actually didn't know that it was there before Jamestown. So the first expedition was in 1584, and uh, it was led by Philip Amadas and Arthur Barlow. An English fort and settlement uh, with over 100 men was established on the northern end of the island. The colonists developed a really poor relationship with the Native Americans who lived in the area. Well, of course we did. Of course they did. Because that's just history. So those... That's um, just how we rolled. Yes. That's just what we did. Yep. So those Native American groups were the Croatoans and the Secotans? I don't think it's Secotans. That sounds too... Secotans? Um... I'm going Sakotans, sure. but I it sounds like a word, but I don't think it's proper. But we're going with it. Okay. So these were not the colonists' only problems, and a year later they abandoned the island due to weather, lack of supplies, and their poor relationship with the Native Americans. When so when Barlow returned to England, he brought two Native American men with him, um, Manteo and Wanchez. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Watches. Maybe. Sure. So he brought them with him in hopes to get a clear view of the political and geographic area um, and to give it to Sir Walter Raleigh, who had been tasked with the colonization of North America. Okay. Or a section of it. So Queen Elizabeth I had granted Raleigh the uh, charter to colonize, and he needed to establish a colony within North America, or he would lose his right to colonize. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, because it's a right you have. Yeah. You have the right to colonize, apparently. It was said by the queen. Yeah. And then if you don't, you're you a fucking your right. loser. <laughs> <laughs> so Rayleigh organized a second expedition based on the information that had give- been given to him. This expedition was run by Sir Richard Grenville. Grenville's fleet of ships departed on April 9th, 19th, 19- I always want to say 19, and that's not the right year. 1585. There we go. The five main ships were the Tiger, which was Grenville's ship, the Roebuck, the Red Lion. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Elizabeth and Dorothy. I really like these names (laughs) of the ships. (laughs) I do too. But then I'm like, so Dorothy, is it just like, because when when was the Wizard of Oz written? I, it, not in 1585. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what like was happening as they were sailing across the sea. It was because a severe storm ate Dorothy. No. no. <laughs> so it was a severe storm off the coast of Portugal separated Tiger from the rest of the fleet, which was Granville's ship. Okay. The captains of the ships did all have a plan to meet in Puerto Rico, and Tiger arrived there first on May 11th. Okay, so he got separated, but still arrived early. Yes. Okay. So while waiting for the other ships to arrive, Grenville established relationships with the residents, the residents, 
Spanish people. Yeah. Um, while simultaneously engaging in some privateering against them. Okay. So, like, I'm going to sleep with your bitches and then take your land? He's like, hey, we're friends. I'll bring, you know, coffee to the party. I don't know how you bring <laughs> coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, but I also kind of want this land right here. So, like, for a trade for coffee, I get land, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at some coffee places. Well, so, yeah, you get the land that is your table. Yeah. <laughs> that you can camp out at for hours. Yes. And people do. Yes. I do. Yeah. Has Hashtag have done. I've done it before, but not, like, I'll usually buy a few drinks in that time frame. Well, like, I feel like if you're there for hours, once your drink fucking runs out, you have to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. I agree. So buy a big-ass drink, and then if it runs out, you pee and you buy a new one. I agree. Because I think it's just, like, you know, courtesy. Like, you're using their space. Yeah. Exactly. No, I get it. So, Elizabeth, the ship. Not the, there's not a person. The ship Elizabeth. I bet there was someone named Elizabeth on that ship. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It arrived shortly after Grenville decided to build a fort there. Okay. But Grenville eventually tired of waiting for the other ships, and he left on June 7th. Oh, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, pretty, pretty Fuck much. Fuck you bitches. And so the fort that he built was abandoned. So he was there like a little under a month. Yeah. After he left, Tiger sailed through Orcacoke? Orocoke? I. It's like Orcacoke. Okra Coke. I'm going to go with okra. Okra Coke. Oprah Coke. (laughs) So it's an inlet. Yep. He sailed through it on June 26th and hit like a sandbar. Okay. And it ruined most of their food supply. Oh, because it just destroyed the fucking ship. Yeah. The expedition repaired the ship and then they arrived on the outer banks with Roebuck and Dorothy. Um, The Red Lion had landed there weeks prior and dropped off all its passengers before like the captain went on his way. Okay. Yep. During their initial exploration, the Europeans blamed the it's the proper name for this or like they're what they're called, but it's the Sakodan, uh, I think it's Sakodan. Yeah, people. I think it's Sakodan too. They blamed the people for stealing a silver cup. Just one single fucking cup. It just says a silver cup. So it was someone's pimp chalice. Yeah, and they were pissed. And they were like, yo, that's my pimp chalice. As retaliation, they sacked and burned the entire village. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, So despite this and the lack of food, Grenville decided to leave Ralph Lane and 107 men to establish a colony on the northern end of Roanoke Island. He promised to return in April of 1586 with more men and more supplies than he left. Okay. So Ralph Lane would later kill the leader of a local native tribe, Wingana. Wingana? I wrote it down. Win- it looks like Wing Wingina, but it's Wingana. Wendigo? Wingana. I I was I watched something with the name in it. Okay. So he killed them to keep the natives from ri- rising up against him. Okay. That didn't go well for him. So the group built a fort which Oh, there's no sur- surviving renderings of this fort. Um, okay. But they built a fort. So April of 1586 passed and there were no signs of Grenville. The people's relationships with the natives 
worsened and yeah it kept souring like it kept getting worse and eventually it caused the na- the natives attacked their fort and the col- the colonists were able to repel the attack okay but because of the murder of Wingana and the attacks against the colonists this prompted Sir Francis Drake who was on his way home from a successful raid in the Caribbean to rescue the colonists um so he took them all back to England okay <laughs> and fun fact that I read in an article. Okay. Don't know how like true it is, but I'm going to choose to believe it cuz okay. it, it would make it makes sense to me. This is how tobacco, maize and potatoes were introduced to England. Because they brought it back from They America. brought it back with them. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. I saw it in there and I was like I I'm going to choose to believe it. I don't know if it's correct, but sure. I'm going to choose. Yeah. So the relief fleet did finally arrive. However, when when Grenville came back, he found that his entire colony was abandoned since they had all left with Drake. Yeah. And he returned to England, leaving only 15 men behind to maintain English's presence or oh, an English presence and protect Rayleigh's claim to Roanoke Island because it's his island. Supposedly. Supposedly. You know, every time you say Drake, I think of the rapper. I do too, honestly. <laughs> but like every time I think of Drake, I think that he's in a wheelchair. Degrassi. Degrassi. In 1587, Rayleigh dispatched a new group of approximately 120 colonists. They were led by John White, who was an explorer and artist. Ooh, artist. Mm-hmm. Did he, like, draw some shit and be like, yup? I have some pictures for you for that. Oh, okay. John White was appointed the governor of the colony, and it was supposed to settle in Chesapeake Bay. However, they um, had orders to stop in Ro- Roanoke. To pick up the 15 men that were left behind, they found nothing but skeletons. Oh, so they did find skeletons. Of these people. The 15 okay. that they were left behind. Oh, the 15. So this... Group, Not the entire fucking colony. No, this group of people who just got there. Yeah. This last expedition I'm telling you about, this is the colony that you're thinking of. They okay. arrived and they found the skeletons of the 15 men. Um, okay. So... The master pilot, Simon Fernandez, Fernandez. Yes. He refused to let the colonists return to the ship, and he insisted they establish their colony on Roanoke. Um, Some think, like, his motives for this is kind of unclear, but some evidence points to this being arranged upon prior to arriving there. Yeah. So, like, arranged upon prior to arriving there, probably because we already had fucking people there, but now they're fucking dead. Well, probably, and maybe, like... Because it takes us so long to sail back and forth from America to England. Right. Maybe their supplies were short and they had to stop there first. So they were like, let's not waste more supplies. Let's just stay here. Yeah. So. And then also he's like, I'm in charge here. So I'm the one moving the ship. So yeah, you're staying. Um, So the group in 1587 was comprised of men, women and children. The governor, John White's granddaughter, Virginia Dare, was the first English child born in America. That's cool. I have a question. Yes. So, what makes it that you get chosen to colonize the New World in England? I'm not 100%. Because it's not probably like nowadays where like you just pay a shit ton of money and you could fucking go to Mars. Right. Well, like, Like, from some of the stuff later that I'm going to tell you. There was evidence that the people who were moving there had some money. Okay. So I don't know if it's just like they were like, okay, these are some 
noble people with money who have good bloodlines. We're going to send them there to expand or something. I'm not sure. But okay. Within the first month, there were a few small attacks from the local natives, which is a band, but it wasn't them. It was the local Native Americans, not the band local natives. There's a band? Yeah. Are they good? Um, yeah, but, but they're a band. Okay, so they're a band. Yeah, they didn't attack, though. Okay. So the colonists desperately wanted John White to return to England and retrieve, retrieve more supplies. Um, they wanted food, tools, and more people. Yeah. So soon... Because we're greedy. Well, it, from everything I saw, every expedition was really under-supplied. Yeah. So soon after their arrival, which they arrived, I think it was in July, and he left in, on August 25th, 1587. So it was just a month after arriving. Um, he, White sailed back to England. He left behind 115 colonists, 87 men, 17 women, and 11 children, including his own daughter, Eleanor White Dare, and his granddaughter, Virginia. Yep. So, unfortunately, White's timing was terrible. Well, you still have to fucking sail back to England. Yep. So, when he was leaving, England was on the verge of going to war with Spain, and he was unable to return to Roanoke until the uh, August of 1590, which is three years. Oh, Yeah, a lot can fucking happen in three years. Yeah. A lot. Like your entire colony vanishing into nothing. (laughs) So when Wright arrived back to Roanoke, he found the entire colony had vanished without a trace. The only clue was the word Croatoan carved into a fence post and a crow carved into a tree. This led some to believe, well, this is one of the things I'm going to get into a little bit later, but it does... It made people believe that the colonists had been adopted into the Croatoan tribe, and that the tri- but the tribe was a uh, fifty miles south on present day Hatteras Island. Yeah. So White reportedly tried to make two attempts to sail to Croatoan Island. However, both trips were foiled by storms, and he was forced to turn back. And because the boat was he was using was privately owned, he was unable to try a third time. So he returned to England moved to Ireland, where he died in 1593, never knowing what happened to his family. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Yeah. But I guess Ireland's a cooler place. I mean, this whole story's unfortunate. No one knows what happens to his family. I wish people from Ireland would listen to us. That'd be cool. Hey, Ireland. Hey, Ireland. I know you don't listen to us, but you should listen to (laughs) us. So to this day, no one knows um, the fate of the lost colony of Roanoke. And despite more than 115 people going missing, they've never found bodies or signs of mass graves. So many people and historians theorize many things about the lost colony. Yep. How many theories we got? A lot? I've got at least five. Um, Some of them are longer than others. Some of them I just briefly touch on. Okay. Some people point to supernatural causes, but no one has ever been able to find evidence. Aliens. It's one of, one of my theories. I know. So there are many theories surrounding this disappearance. The first is that the settlers were murdered by the local Native Americans. Um, This is believed because of the Europeans' prior poor relationship with the Native people, including uh, Wingana's murder. However, like I said, no one's ever found any bodies. Yeah. The second theory is that the people joined the nearby Croatoan tribe and assimilated. So remember, like, when I told you that 
the Croatoan people were brought to England to discuss Roanoke. Yeah. Well, so Manteo was brought back to Roanoke on the 1587 expedition. So with the last group of people. Yeah. So he was brought back and with John White, I wrote, Manteo was brought back to Roanoke on the 1587 journey with John White and the Vanishing Colonists. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of sounded like a... So did they find Manteo? So Manteo, he he left. He went back to his colony, but... So we didn't, like, go fucking find Manteo and be like... Where the fuck's my family, well, bro? Well, so that's what John White what you thought, do with my family, is that bro? maybe his people went to be with the Croatoan people, and he tried to go there, but he couldn't, because the ship, the storms. Yeah. So. And maybe you would fucking try it more. So, um, John White decided that Manteo would be the chief of the Croatoans and the Roanoke tribes. While they were, you know, on the way, he baptized him to be the, the chief. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think John White can decide who's the chief. You know what? This was back in the day. You never know what's going to happen. But um, Manteo was uh, only from the Croatoan tribe, not the Roanoke tribe, so he could not control the Roanoke. And he returned to Croatoan Island with his people. Some believed he returned to bring, um, but returned back to Roanoke to bring the colonists to his tribe. This is plausible because he did have a relationship with the people. Another reason this is plausible is that in 1888, 54 Croatoan Native Americans petitioned Congress for aid, describing themselves as a remnant of White's Lost Colony. I never knew this, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so did they not disclose that more? Like, not, I, that's all I've seen. And then, like, so a few months later, the directors of uh, Ethnological Bureau of the Ethnological Bureau responded that it was thought trace amounts of white blood could be found among the natives because some of them had gray eyes. Okay. That's all I really know about that. But Well, um, I guess there weren't blood tests back then. Yeah. There were like, oh, hey, your eyes are gray, but you know, genetics. Right. So some also believe that this could have happened, but like a great number of the colonists were killed and a small number, mainly consisting of women and children, were assimilated into the Croatoan tribe. So in 2015, archaeologists digging in Hatteras Island found some possible evidence of lost of the lost colony. Um, okay. They found a series of objects with European origins. Um, okay. Well, could have that been left by anyone or like? Yeah. So these are what the objects are. Okay. The objects were a broken English bowl, the hilt of an iron rapier sword, a writing tablet made of slate and aglets. The sword was a type that would have been used by a nobleman in the 16th century England. The writing tablet would have been used by educated upper-class Europeans. Aglets were used before the 17th century, and they were like copper tubes that secured wool fibers. So this could point to... It's like the same time period, um, the same social status as like the people who were brought over or who came over. Yeah. Um, as like the people who vanished. Yeah. So it's a theory. However, most of the objects that were also found dated back the 17th century, was, which was about 100 years after the colonists went missing. Yeah. So this could explain the carving of Croatoan that was found. Maybe it was them leaving a clue for their location. That's what yeah. a lot of people think. Yeah. Like, it, I guess it's a good place to think. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. They had a relationship with Manteo. They, you know, obviously were having not very good luck where they were. Yeah. So, theory three. This one gets a little, um... Out there? It gets a little national treasure. Ooh. I really do like those movies. This this is where I have pictures for you. Okay. Theory three is that the colonists moved inland to North... Into North Carolina. Um, John White was part of the first failed expedition and he had created a highly detailed map of the of North Carolina's coast. When the map was compared to a modern satellite image, the only difference is the naturally changing coastline. And I'm going to show you the difference here. Okay. So like, I think I saw this on BuzzFeed. You probably did cuz I watched the BuzzFeed unsolved on this. So okay. this is this is his map. Okay. We're going to come back to his map in a little bit. But this is like the coastline. This is just like a little rendering, but this is the coastline. Oh, okay. I can switch back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So they're really, really close. And they had it like, what is it called? Um, Analyzed. Yeah. And the, I think it was the British Museum was like, yeah, these are really similar. And like, this is like a perfect rendering. Yeah. So it was highly impressive map, which you saw. It, it did, is a good map for that time period. It's such a good map. <laughs> Sorry. So some believe that the map was hiding secrets. Dun, so, dun, dun. so many secrets. Treasure. There was a discovery that regarded a small patch, which was um, at the time they used small patches to repair their maps because it would have taken a really long time to redraw redo them. It. Yeah. So I'm going to zoom in on the patch. It's right there. Do you see that little like yeah. patch there? So just in case they fucked up. Yeah. So they had... It examined, and it revealed that the small patch was hiding a four-pointed star. When more analysis was done, it was they could tell it was a outline in blue filled in with red, or it might be the opposite. I might have just made that up. No, it, that is what it is. So I'm going to show you. This is like when its shine, light is shined through. Yeah. So you can see this four-pointed star outlined in blue with red. Yeah. So this interlocks into another theory. So I wanted to tell you this one for sure. Okay. Um, so the symbol is believed to maybe be the symbol of a fort and show the star may be hiding the location. Yeah. Um, from the island where the colonists could have resettled. But there's also light markings on the top of the patch, as well as the the British Museum reported that markings could have faded over time or that they could have been they could reflect the use of invisible ink that could have been activated with heat. Spy technology. Doesn't this really remind you of National Treasure? Yeah. Um, so the it would have been accomplished with milk or lemon juice. Yeah. I was about to say, and we just do a drop of lemon on it and... Heat it with a blow dryer? Yep. <laughs> so some think White could have been trying to hide the settlers from the English court. Excavations on this site had uncovered evidence of Europeans. Again, they found more of those aglets there. Okay. There are um, also supernatural theories. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Some theorize the disappearance was a mass abduction. This could explain why there were no bodies. Some think the hidden symbol on the map could point to a landing spot or a spacecraft, which would explain why it's hidden. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you think people believe this theory so hard that they just like sit there and wait for aliens to take them up into life? Maybe. I don't know what's there, right? You know, let's go visit be kind of cool yeah so another theory is that the are you ready for this one yes the colony disappeared too 
disappeared due to a zombie plague. Okay. Well, you'd still find bones. Um, a researcher from the Zombie Research Society, Andre Freeman. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> I, had the same, it up. I had the same thought. <laughs> there is a zombie research group? Um, apparently. Okay. Do we assume that there is a zombie apocalypse approaching? Do I need to know that people aren't on bath salts and they're going to eat my face? Uh, I'm not really sure. You might have to uh, look into their research group more. Okay. So, Andre Freeman believes zombies would explain the sudden disappearance and that since Roanoke was an island, it would have contained the outbreak from the mainland. A Harvard archaeologist, Lawrence Steger, claims he found evidence of a mass of mass cannibalism on Roanoke. You know, but the, okay, yes, that is a strong possibility, but bones. Right, and that's what I thought. They were saying that, like, the rapid decay would be a reason why there wouldn't be bones, but I still think there'd be bones. The rapid decay of being a zombie? Yeah, I still think there would be bones. I feel like there would be bones. So, Roanoke was experiencing a extreme drought in the area, and this could point to the colonists also just reverting to cannibalism. Okay. Yeah. So, that's one more theory. I wish I was talking about Wendigos right now. I know, right? There's a theory of witches, but I didn't get too much into it. Like, you can look into that more. Yeah. But I have um, one or two more theories. Okay. The word Croatoan has popped up in other mysterious disappearances. It is also allegedly one of the last things Edgar Allan Poe whispered on his deathbed. What? Yeah. Okay. So how does he know? I don't know. Are you ready for these other famous disappearances that you know about? Sure. The word was also found scribbled in a journal of Amelia Earhart's after her disappearance. You know what? I'm just going to write Croatoan in my will. There you go. And I'm going to fuck with some people. <laughs> Horror author Ambrose Bierce vanished in Mexico in the bed that he had been, like, he had slept in. Croatoan was carved into its post. Okay. Um, and the, a the notorious stagecoach robber, Black Bart, Okay. Had etched the word into the wall of his prison cell before he was released in 1888 and never seen again. All right. Weird, right? Yeah. This is all weird about, like, I wish it tied together more. I know. And it's, like, it, it's so complicated and confusing and... But, like, okay, it's so, so interesting, though. This is America's oldest mystery. It is America's oldest mystery. Okay. So... You think that people are just like, everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone knows oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, I told you the name of it and you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. So, everyone knows it. So, maybe, just maybe, people are just like... Fucking with people? Yeah. Maybe. I'm going with the fucking with people theory. All right. I'm I'm behind it. There's also a theory that the colonists turned into trees. Tree Trees. Yeah. They turned into trees. Okay, but where their bones go? They just, the whole body turned into a tree. Is this like the witch thing? Yeah. So, well, no, this is, um, so the Croatoan tribe believed. Instead of newts, they turned into trees? <laughs> yes. No, the Croatoan tribe believed, um, the islet had a spirit 
that if angered had the ability to absorb the offenders and turn them into animals, plants, trees, stones, or anything in nature. Okay. So, like, the spirit was angry and I'm, like, turning you all into trees. Yep. Was there more trees there? Did this Mr. White fella, like... Did he notice more trees when he got there? Did he notice 115 (laughs) more more trees? trees. Just in random places. Like, one growing out of a house. Like, how big were these trees? See, I don't know. I don't know. This this was all I could find on this theory when I was just doing my quick research. But this is the one that I'm most concerned about, is the amount of trees. Are you sure you might not? You might be concerned about this next one, too. Okay. So, a strange phenomenon occurred around the same time the colonists vanished. Birds fell from the sky and wildlife abruptly died in the area the natives hunted in. So the natives claim this. Yes. The natives claimed a biblical occurrence. Yes. So the Croatoans told of an evil spirit that took the form of a reptile. An alligator? Was it an <laughs> Or a crocodile? Um, it didn't really say. It just said a reptile. Um, they said it- A dinosaur. <laughs> it was pterodactyls. It was pterodactyls. It was- the snake from Adam and Eve. Are dinosaurs reptiles? I thought so. I don't know. So, do they... Well, okay. Do they give life... Okay. They lay eggs. Yeah, so they lay eggs, so that would consider them reptiles, because mammals do live birth. But, like, may- maybe. Maybe they're birds. Birds lay eggs. Birds do lay eggs. We're having a serious dinosaur discussion. Wait, Kate, what classifies... A bird. But like what is a bird? Is it just a bird? Has feathers. <laughs> is can, the bird the word? Has feathers, has wings. I have no idea. Why do birds lay eggs? Because mammals are the only species. Are dinosaurs birds? Insects lay eggs too. Maybe our dinosaurs. I'm still going with reptiles. Okay, we'll go with reptiles. Based on their knowledge of evolution, I'm going reptiles. Alright. So the Croatoan said that these reptiles would attach itself to humans, causing them to demonstrate demonic traits like violent oh my God. greeds and excessive need. So, like, you'd fucking have this giant leech attached to your forehead, like in Futurama. <laughs> I liked the when the website I found this on was like the demonic reptilian theory, and I was like, must know more. <laughs> Um, the natives warned the colonists that the evil reptilian spirits had infected the entire region. The creatures caused the settlers to turn on each other. So that's the that's that theory. Okay. So I don't have really much more. I didn't want to cover all of the theories because this would go on forever, and it's my this story's already gone on forever. But there was oh, a shit. theory about witches. Yeah. And then there was a theory that Virginia, the first child born there, was taken by the Croatoans and that she had later turned into a white deer. I didn't really look a ton into them, but I just briefly read through them. Um, I just thought they were interesting, but if you want to know any more, there's so many theories. You can Google Roanoke Island theories. What theory do you believe? The most plausible to me is that uh, Manteo came back and brought them to Croatoan Island. That's the most plausible. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I don't know because they also haven't found evidence of them 
really being there. Yeah. Because they, but they said they assimilated. So, like, did they assimilate into being like, okay, we need to survive. We don't need all of this extra stuff. We just need to live off the land like these people. Like. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But maybe, like, they just morphed into one another. Maybe they just turned into trees. Maybe they're garnet. Maybe. They, like, all fused into one person. Yeah. That's or. How- that's how they fused into one another. They or, all fused into those 54 people in 1888. <laughs> what if they all just fucking walked into the ocean and knew they were going to die? Honestly, that's one of the things Shane said on Oh, Plus is Feet it? Unsolved? Yeah. Because I don't remember. I don't he really remember that like, episode. what if they all just, just walked into the ocean and killed themselves? He's like, did anyone ever scan the oceans to find bones? Because that's a plausible explanation, too, why there yeah. were no bones. Am I Shane? You might be the Shane of our podcast. Dude, can I meet Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved? Hey, Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved. Want to meet us? And also Ryan. Is yeah, that- Ryan's cool. Can we go on a ghost hunt with you? <gasps> oh my gosh! It would just be like you and Shane making fun of everything and me and Ryan pissing our pants. Oh my god, that'd be so great. Oh my gosh, it would be cool though. Um, but yeah, that's everything I've got. All right. So, I don't know. I think I think this episode was pretty cool because like Becky became our friend. Yeah, we dug Becky. We found out some more theories. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with Shane. This wine glass is fucking awesome. It is. And we drank sweet ghost wine. Ghost wine. Hashtag ghost wine. Hashtag ghost wine. I want you guys to be more active with us on Twitter. I try to be active as much as no, I can, No, I want too. the listeners yeah, but to I, be active with I us. I try to be active. Um, I will try to respond more. I've just been really busy with work. And Jesse's kind of popping in on there, too, sometimes. So. Yeah. So... Please go to iTunes, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're literally almost everywhere podcasts are found. And if you find a place that we're not, let us know. Let us know and we'll go at it for you. We're if, working if it. makes on it more it. convenient yeah. for you. We're even on Spotify. We are on Spotify now. Yeah. But yeah, you want to like listen to our podcast, please email us your stories. Do email us your stories. So we got some listener stories. We are going to read them on the episode. We kind of have a fun idea of how to do it. Yes. So you can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com, period. I don't know why I put a period there. <laughs> Period. <laughs> the end. Do it. But for the people send who us have sent your us. stories, I might tell you my stories. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. If you write in your stories. Let's do it. I don't have that many stories, and I always forget about my stories. I have a few vague stories, but um, for the people who did send us their stories, thank you. We haven't forgotten about them. We have them. We're going to read them on the podcast. Sidebar. Yes. So, sidebar in our outro. <laughs> Fine. Never mind. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. Um, so you can also find us on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast and on Twitter at the MF Cast. We're also on Facebook, right? Yes, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. Not the. Don't take out the the. Just put slash Marble Forest Podcast. You find us on Facebook. If like if you actually fucking follow us on Facebook, maybe I'll be more on Facebook. 
Yeah, do it. Get us on social media more. Yeah. Because, like, I want to talk to you guys. I do, too. I actually have... We have such a great community on Twitter, and it's mostly D&D podcast, but they're awesome. And we do have, like, oh, Grave Girls. Yeah. They're really cool. They do, like, a um kind of... They watch horror movies and talk about, like, stories. Yeah, I haven't actually listened to their podcast yet. It's... I've listened to it. It's fun. I The Golden Ghouls? The Golden Ghouls. We've got... Uh, listen to the Lovely Craftians. They're a D&D podcast for uh, Call of Cthulhu, but they're really awesome people. Ballad of the Seven Die. You need to tell me the difference between Call of Cthulhu and D&D. I'll explain that to you later. Okay. But we've got so many awesome people. I've, there's a hundred people I could name. One shot onslaught. Uh, I'm just trying to think of people we listen. PN Wonder. Oh, yeah. She's cool. She's she- got a blog, I believe. Yeah. She writes stuff um she's cool just check out our twitter we've got cool people there you can also check out our person who did our awesome logo and banner do that our friend jenna uh you can find her on etsy and instagram at agenda uh agenda you know like jenna yeah 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 oh you can also find links to her stuff on our podbean website which is marbleforest.podbean.com Our music is done by Cameron, and I'm pretty sure I messed up the audio file because it sounds a lot more warped than it used to. Oops. Cameron, resend it. Oops. (laughs) Uh, We also, you know, Devin's not here. She's not doing our editing anymore, but she's still with us, and we want to thank Devin for sticking with us, being here, and we want to thank you guys for giving us a shot and listening to us. We really, really appreciate it and love it. Please rate and review. We don't have enough reviews on iTunes yet to show a review. We but don't. Like, but we want to get there and we need your support and we love the support you've given us so far. Thanks for listening. Don't tempt fate. Bye. Bye. Bye.